right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. What do our governments know about the sporadic anomalous collapsing of magnetic fields around the planet? What are they doing to block these? And why are they so adamant about stopping what might be considered a natural phenomenon of our earthly atmosphere? And perhaps most unsettling, do they know something that we don't about what's coming through these collapsed fields? Investigative reporter Linda Moulton Howe shares her intelligence on the matter and the shocking revelations that her sources have revealed. I've been chatting it up with my friend, Linda Moulton Howe. I'm so excited. We get to meet up a couple of times a year, and we're here at Contact in the Desert right now. I've got to tell you, normally we would have been outside. I don't know if uh, maybe our cameraman can pan a shot. Maybe not, because the lighting is a little strange in here. But we are literally in the midst of paradise. Yes. And I am so glad that my friend yeah. is here. And we, we've been chatting, chatting, chatting. So we thought we'd let you in for a little bit of where, where, we, uh, where we're going to be going today. We, we've been talking. We've been chatting it up about so many elements that are really, I think, coming to the precipice in terms of this uh, big story we call uh, the, the, the ET UFO phenomenon. And right now, what we're going to be talking to Linda about is a story that you may have heard on her wonderful Earth Files live stream that she did about a couple weeks ago, I think. She, you've done one or two since then, about the most amazing story that you experienced that you had with your not deceased, I'm not going to say deceased because it's, I think you've got proof dimension. in another dimension. Uh, your cat, your kitten, I call all cats, kittens, Simba. Rather than have you, Linda, because I know we're kind of pushed for time, recount the entire story. I'm going to, if I may, put a link to where she tells the story in its entirety. And maybe what you can do is begin at the end of what you saw, and then we're going to take that into how you so brilliantly wove together the in true investigative journalist style, your personal touching story of seeing Simba in something that may be leading to evidence of how extraterrestrial, extradimensional, and interdimensional beings are coming through portals. Right, it is. (laughs) And to start, I jump back to around 1982. I had done a strange harvest on the mutilation. And people were coming to me with a variety of stories. And one was a man who worked at Martin Marietta outside of Denver. And he said, you need to know something. I was personally in the planning stages and the construction in Sedona, Arizona, where the goal of our government was to block a place where the magnetic fields of the Earth would naturally collapse periodically. Mm -hmm. And he said, we built an all-brick building, and he drew for me the machine. He said, we've placed these in many parts of the world, and they are on full-time in some kind of an enclosure to try to prevent the collapse because we know that we're in a universe where other intelligences take advantage Mm. of the collapse of magnetic fields, whether it is produced by technology or it happens naturally. And so we've been going around blocking. Well, when you jump to the experience that I had in December of uh, 2016, 
with my cat reaching a, a kind of a natural stage of going to death and I had kind of a hospice that was the environment that I had been in and that meant I was holding him a lot and carrying him a lot mm -hmm. so he was really a, a part of me then and when he died and the passage there was an agony that I don't ever remember feeling so much agony mm. with uh, any animal. Mm. We were really bonded, which may mm. relate. So that 24 hours later, when out of a sound sleep, I would wake up in a yoga pose of the lion pose. Yeah. You shared this story with me, by the way, and, last yeah, and year. And that I'm yeah. seeing exactly what the engineer was talking to me about all the way back in the 80s that they were trying to close how portals would open up where there were collapsing magnetic fields. And when you then go from that as background to what have people in the abduction syndrome over and over and over said, that the universe is not just this matter universe, mm. it's whole series of other dimensions and that some abductees are shown in holograms by beings almost like an illustration that's surrounding this universe is another dimension and on and on and that there is a relationship in resonant frequencies between any one of the other dimensions and what happens in this matter universe and the question that I've almost been left with is was it the consciousness of Simba passing in death to another dimension having the ability in his soul to know how mm. to generate and open up a portal so I could see that he was still alive and the way the curve went behind him as if it were a spiral like a fractal and has left me thinking, what is the architecture right. of the cosmos? And if a cat has the ability to come back, not just to me, but the hundred people that have written to me about their similar experiences, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is it that every soul, no matter what container it was in during a life cycle, knows how to cause the physics of opening up a doorway between dimensions and our government is actively trying to block it because that is what they understand is how most of the advanced beings move okay. point to point in this universe and out into a dimension and cushion shot back and that's how they can move in a minute. I want to ask you a question about the blocking. This, it's obviously a highly contentious issue, and I, in this context, perhaps we can talk a little bit about Ciro and some of the alleged. Uh, and I'm sorry, Ciro. Why did I say Ciro? That's that's in Australia. That was a, that was a, maybe a Freudian slip. Ciro is somebody we're, that's here t today. Right. We're talking about CERN and obviously the Hadron Collider and some of the maybe nefarious activity that's been alleged to go been going on there in terms of uh, an effort to open up portals. So we're hearing from both sides here. I think what you're saying is that there may be an effort on the part of some governments, ours included, to block the openings of these right. portals. The magnetic yes. field collapse. The magnet, and I believe you mentioned there were about nine around the planet it was, that uh, have Philip been discovered. 
Lieutenant Philip Corso, who did the book The Day After Roswell, mm -hmm. uh, he talked to me from his original manuscript, and he actually showed me uh, that he had Sedona, and he had places that you would, Delphi, uh, places that seemed natural around the world that it would make sense, mm -hmm. but he was putting a military inside our government knowledge that places that have had active interactions throughout history, the government considers to be these natural collapsing magnetic field points on the Earth. Natural. Is Antarctica one of them? It wasn't on Colonel Corso's list, but knowing what I know. <laughs> Hence now, the reason why I'm bringing it up. Why, There's something going on there, yes? Yes. In I, that regard. Do you it, well, if it was 13 million or 33 million years ago, that was the last time that Antarctica had no, no snow and ice, mm -hmm. and it's debated, what and even where was Australia? Because Gondwana land, you go back a few million years, mm -hmm. and that's when all of the continents were together and kept spreading over a period of time. And uh, one of the whistleblowers talking to me about this said the whole issue of where was Antarctica when these extraterrestrial huge structures were built on that landmass, mm -hmm. it could have been further north, could have been up from where it is now. And the idea of our planet being this unstable and then where Antarctica is with extraterrestrial right. architecture and artifacts one and a half to two miles of ice down and that the only way the whistleblower types get in there is by submarine and that there is a place that the submarines can go and enter architecture one and a half to two miles underneath ice and that means as one of the marines has been there and has been involved in this artifact removal, which really makes them feel badly. There's some of these guys still are like the way we remember the United States, mm -hmm. where a report of structure a mile or two long, under one and a half to two miles deep of ice, would have been naturally reported, maybe in the 1800s, to the United States. My God, here is a discovery. But in the 21st century, the attitude is it can't be reported because it will automatically open up proof that Homo sapiens sapien is not the first humanoid doing any kind of farming or structure on this planet. Mm -hmm. Why should that be something that governments are so afraid of? Yeah. Why can't we simply be told there may have been four, five, six, seven civilizations on this planet? Right. And we just happen to be the latest one. Well, why not tell everybody? And maybe in the telling of that truth, humans might look at each other completely differently as something to be cherished, not destroyed. Absolutely. Tribal warfare might fade away if every single person looked at another person as, wow, we are the latest life forms. Maybe there is some reason why we should cherish yeah. the life that is here now and not be destroying it with guns and bombs. 
therein, I'm afraid, Linda Moulton Howe lies perhaps the answer. All of the things that a person of uh, made of love like you and altruism and for all the years that you have spent digging to the truth hunter, I think the term <laughs> yes. has been used, but not for the sake of novelty, but to bring us together to realize who we really are, the true nature of reality. Perhaps it, it's, it's hard to fathom that there would be any group of us that would not want to see all of those elements that you just yeah. brought out happen, but I, I'm afraid that there may be that, uh, yeah. that aspect. We were talking uh, off air about uh, perhaps a mandate We've heard talk of mandates of secrecy uh, given uh, to certain intelligence agencies around the globe, not as a sort of secret agreement between one another, but perhaps coming from some of the non-human intelligences themselves. Comment on that if you would. Now, we're going in a direction that I had not planned, but this is what I love about whenever we get together, there's so many different directions. So let's stay on that for the moment. It's a very good question, actually. I think all the way back to when I was working on that HBO project in 1983, I had a discussion with somebody who was very active military and was involved in what was going to be the interface between me and seeing that film of alleged landing down in southern New Mexico, an exchange of bodies, technology, all of that was the context with which I talked with this person. And they raised it like a hypothetical, but I took it as they are actually telling me something. Mm -hmm. And what he said was, you should consider the possibility that all of the secrecy and the policies of silence and denial isn't coming from us. It's coming because of the non-humans that we are trying to work with, communicate with, and find very difficult and confusing they don't want us to communicate what we're doing together and that it appears that at the biggest box level if you said some of the beings are looking at earth and the current model of standing up primate humanoid humans Mm -hmm. as a big experiment and when I remember thinking about that What he's saying to me is that the government units Mm -hmm. that have been in on the secret since Truman in World War II, for some barter system reason, what? That they would be complicit. That our fellow humans in political worlds would be complicit Mm -hmm. with an alien intelligence to keep us all in the dark. There's something in me that just finds that fundamentally impossible to comprehend. Really? You don't think that's good? I do not think that lying about something that significant in the whole universe, I cannot believe that that which seems to be trying to evolve souls would agree that an entire planet should be lied to and kept in the dark, and the humans would argue we have no choice. Mm-hmm. I think humans always have a choice. Right. Well, it is fundamentally wrong that anyone, whether human or non-human, would want to use it as a motivation. But this is where the question gets uh, very, very tangled. Again, we as humans, I think, trying to get our arms around the reality of non-human intelligence, all of us ha- perhaps have this tendency to put 
what I happen to think may be a range of intelligent beings with a range of agendas, a yeah. range of uh, um, origins. If there is, and of course, there's the raging debate about uh, are all beings bad, uh, non-human beings bad, are they malevolent or are they benevolent? I happen to think it's a scope. So if the, the group that we may be looking at here being alleged to throw this mandate of secrecy uh, or demand this mandate of secrecy from our governments um, are the malevolent ones, then you go into the whole idea of all of these other species who are interacting with us lay people on the planet. I'm getting letters every day at this point, really, from, from, from all of you out there, many of you, who are having interactions with non-human intelligence. So it seems like there may be a, a, a lot of things going on concurrently. You've got this one group over here that's maybe threatening our government, saying absolutely no way can you let anything out of the box here. You've got a, a myriad of other groups that are reaching out to us privately that are trying to get this pushed forward, which would tell me that there is some sort of a non-human being war going on. I, I'm throwing a lot out there because I think no. all of that's on the table. It's what Thoughts. I've written about in what I have always called the Hall of Mirrors with a quicksand floor. Ah. And why is it a Hall of Mirrors with a quicksand floor? The other metaphor that I've used in the last five or ten years is a 16-layer chess game for exactly what you just pointed out. You have to think in terms of, of opposites, and you have just gone to the heart. If our government began to realize that those were saying, we will do this, or we won't give you this, mm. or we won't help you understand technology that we have handed over to you, but we can take back, in fact, can evaporate from time. Because we want to be in control, is what it is. Yeah. And then, if we learn that those that are in control and playing heavy-handed with the governments would have been the dark side of the yin and yang equation mm. on this planet and in this universe, and that they have always been skilled at pretending to be that which they are not, and that is their modus operandi. Mm. That's been described to me by NSA, CIA agents who, in communication with me, said, we are dealing with beings that are neither benign nor neutral. That's in my book, uh, An Alien Harvest. It's in my book, Glimpses, Volume 2. Uh, it is at earthfiles.com. All of the context and the people around that, that sentence. And in those discussions, those were NSA, CIA men that were reaching out to priests, to Christian ministers, one of which was a good friend of mine. That's how they came to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that I began to feel sorry, truly sorry, for the men who were reaching out to me and to the minister, because they seemed to be genuinely intelligent reaching out to people that they thought were trying to deal with complexities because I'm ranging from all the hard physical evidence of animal mutilation, right. a very tough pill 
for the government to get out to the public, well, I'm doing it. And I didn't see people collapsing. I, in, in my work in Alien Harvest, it's laid out pretty clear with law enforcement saying the perpetrators are creatures from outer space. Mm -hmm. Once you have that definitive sentence, why? What is the reason? What is the collection from animals around the world, not just for the 20th and the 21st century, for thousands of years? So that if some are neither benign nor neutral, mm -hmm. but they are camouflaged as something that comes to the governments with technology that then the governments want for weapons and for other technology. You start seeing this squeeze play that I think has been ongoing for eons. Agreed. Well, now we're at 2018. <clears throat> Elon Musk feels compelled to get to Mars. And I, I jumped to there because I think that Elon Musk has been read in to some of the ET program. And I think that our government, no matter what they thought that they had was so special and they were going, each country, the United States, China, Russia, India, each country at various points have thought they were privileged, they are the ones who had the technology and then they learned through people reporting about the abductees and their own independent uh, investigations that all these other countries have weapons that even may be superior to mm -hmm. what was put in their country. And Elon Musk is probably the cover. It's the cover operation. Physicists uh, told me back in 1988 that he had already been to uh, Mars exactly. six times, that there is an underground base, it's in a lava tube, and that when Alternative 3, the book and the documentary was produced in the UK in the 70s, and it talked about Alternative 3 as how can some faction of humans survive what is coming as an existential threat? Well, now we're at 2018. You go from the 70s to 2018, and behind the scenes have been all of these operations trying to anticipate, could there be an existential threat that would take out 95% of all surface Earth life? What is underground on this planet that has been described to me in huge detail? Yes. An alien presence. And what is the relationship between an underground alien presence on Earth with what was on Mars and may still be inside of the moon? Wow. And that we have an operation where it is absolutely urgent militarily to get to Mars. This is bringing up so many conversations that you and I have had in the past. I'm thinking of maybe two years ago the lovely discussion that we had, lovely is one word to put it, with Barbara, Barbara Lamb, yes. about underground war. 
it reminds me of Oh gosh, so many things. Well, the really government good. calls it the secret war. The, when you talk with the guys that are actually in this, uh -huh. they refer to the secret war. Okay. Meaning, <laughs> with some non-human. With not some non-human. By the way, the, I, I'm going to make sure we have a link to the Galactic War discussion. That still is probably one of the most, if not the most popular, uh, ufology-related uh, interview that we've done with Linda and Barbara Lamb. It's fantastic. I'd love for you to see it. And uh, you've also been covering sort of this, I don't know if you'd call it a resurgence of booms that are being reported. I just heard uh, some great uh, reporting that you did on that. Yeah, We're talking about a lot of things here, but there is some underlying common thread that I know if anyone is determined to get <laughs> yes. to the bottom of it is you. Yes. Or maybe we'll do it together. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> But there, the anomalies are happening in excess now. Every time we come back together, it's more. Right. Will there be a crescendo? Will there be a point where there's mass epiphany, you think, in all of this? Couple that with the sightings of our anim beloved animal companions that yeah. we're seeing and perhaps a rip in the fabric of the 3D world. All of this is going on right now. What does this all mean to you, Linda? I find it the most exciting moment in my entire life. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's all rosy. No. I think there is danger. But I do not feel that we in humanity should or have ever really turned away from things because they were dangerous. Uh, there was a famous archaeologist who said it was only when I took my fear and went to what I was afraid of mm. that I had my greatest learning. Mm -hmm. Never have forgotten that. I think we're at this moment in, we'll call it the timeline of this solar system. Yeah. And that it's sort of probably decided out into infinity. But we're living the unknowing. And we're coming up. That's why it feels, this feels like a node. This feels like one of those pivotal where branches are like this until the node collapses into one direction quantum okay. physics. That's why I think there's a, there are people are writing and phoning and Linda it feels like that one woman she did this. She said it feels like this is what's Wobbling. happening in time. Yeah. And I think it's a pretty good description. Sure. And out of that on the other side is what I'm praying for every day. That we take the more difficult and I'm saying this straightforwardly that we all take the more difficult path which is for this entire planet to be told in one blast bulletin. Right. We're not alone in this universe, and there are allies and there are enemies, and it is time, in order for you all to survive, we all have to know the truth. Mm -hmm. The easy path, ironically, is to go completely totalitarian. Once the planet moves in that direction, then it's easy for the 1% from here out to control this planet for what? It will become a barter machine. Yes. The only thing that Earth will be good for under a totalitarian global regime will be barter system with other life forms in the universe, a, a cash register for the various power, greed, non-human and human. This planet will have changed forevermore into something that will never ever be able to return 
to what is happening right now is this feeling we have to go the difficult path. And out of that, on the other side, is the freedom that human beings have always wanted from forces that said, get down on my knees. Get down, you get down on your knees. Get down to the forces manipulating this planet. And those have been the gods of history. Mm -hmm. And they weren't gods. And we have got to stop getting down on our knees. And this is the pivotal moment. This is the pivotal moment. This is a pivotal moment. We've been saying, using such phrases, we're at, I always say we're at the precipice, we're beating a crescendo, we're at a crossroad, this is a pivotal moment. And yet, we t when we think, as us humans thinking in linear time, we think of a moment as a, an acute epiphany. And yet, I still see somewhat of an arc, you know? Evolutionary. And an evolutionary arc that's maybe collapsing and getting more condensed and taking shorter a shorter amount of time, but uh, I think everybody is waiting for that pivotal moment, that ultimate epiphany where we can say irrefutably that we are not alone, never have been. I, I'm loath to call them visitors. That's another thing. That I, I think that may be something that we're miss. Uh, Other life need to reframe. Forms. Other life forms that have been here, perhaps, and, and everywhere. To me, the biggest forever. thing that Earth will learn if we go the right way Seriously, the biggest thing. Truth, truth is always the right way to go. Absolutely. It is not right for entire segments of minorities to lie and have policies of lie and concoct an entire planet right. into a paradigm that is put together by controllers, ETs, humans, it doesn't matter. It's that this is what happened to Earth. The entire planet was concocted by forces and intelligences to deny that it was official doctrine. We are alone in the universe. It's preposterous. Isn't that something? That's a huge statement that you're making. Imagine if that was the plan, that the planet was concocted, maybe others around it, us with it. It brings me back, and I don't know how, how long we have, cameraman. We, we can only do 30 minutes today. Yeah. But. I think we're there. I think we're just about there, but I want to I'm gonna put this maybe as a cliffhanger when we'll continue. Okay. Yeah. How does this fit in the context, Linda Moulton Howe, with the conversation we had last year about simulated universe? Oh, the simulated And I don't expect you to go too far into it because we don't have time. That's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Give, give the folks a cliffhanger. The simulated universe. More and more physicists are putting out more and more papers that are supporting what has been a hypothesis. Mm -hmm. When it moves into theory, it means that we will have evidence that scientists say there is more evidence for a simulated universe than a non-simulated. And when that happens, we can talk about the consequences. Okay. There's your cliffhanger. So let's keep this in mind. We, we've 
gone all over the map here today, but with our incredibly intelligent audience, I'm sure they can put the connect some of the dots that we've been connecting. I love it when our conversations just yeah. free flow. Yeah. And believe it or not, I'm sure you do believe it, whether we're on camera or off, our mouths are constantly going <laughs> and right. talking about things like this that are happening. It is a pivotal time. We have reached a crescendo. We are in the precipice of something big. Um, I only ask that everybody out there watching remain resolute on truth. Yes. And truth, I believe we will find. Yes. Agreed? Yes, we okay. have to. Or All we're right. not going to survive. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Linda Moulton Howe, as always, I love you dearly. Oh. You know that. Always I a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And this is not the first we will hear from her. Maybe we'll have a chance to talk before we leave Contact in the Desert. But in the meantime, and I will actually be introducing Linda Moulton Howe tomorrow for her talk. Good. I'm so good. excited. Good, good, good. So we'll have uh, more, uh, and I'm sure some revelations and some epiphanies will happen while we're here. All so right. I thank you thank once you. again. And thank you. as always, I thank, thank you for you. joining us. We will talk to you real soon. Bye bye.